You're listening to Stocks and Sandals, a podcast by Stock Dads for Stock Dads. Following two best buds and former college roommates on their journey to master the stock market and the art of being a dad. So pull up your cargo shorts, put on your grass-stained New Balances, and let's throw some stocks on the grill. Here are your hosts, DJ Brown and Mike Sabala. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Stocks and Sandals podcast. This is your host, Mike Sabala, and I am joined by DJ Brown. And we're switching up the format a little bit today, right, DJ? Yeah, we are going to start doing kind of a monthly review episode. So like once per month, we're going to meet with Chris Chung, our boy from our Stock Dads Discord. He also runs his YouTube channel, Chris Chung, Invest Responsibly. So check him out there and on our Discord. But basically, Chris is one of our play callers on our Stock Dads Discord. So, you know, he's active every day in our Discord, talking to the community, sharing his education and his knowledge and alerting to plays and kind of helping us find awesome kind of hidden gems or help us find good entry points and exit points for some of the big boys too. But Chris is a really strong investor. He's young, but he has got a beefy account that he manages already and one that I can only aspire to at such a young age. So Chris... For the people who have not listened to us before, just do a real quick intro of yourself. He has been on a few of our episodes, so if you've listened already, you can fast forward for the next 45 seconds. But go ahead, Chris, introduce yourself for the new peeps. Hey, what's up, guys? So I am a pretty much medium to long-term investor. You know, thank you for saying I'm young. You know, I'm getting older there too with age. But yeah, I've been in the market for several years now, over four years, and I've built up my account from around $10,000 when I first started, you know, right out of college, got all my savings and just put it in there, really wanted to learn how the markets work. And over the past several years, I've had a lot of tremendous gains. I've also been able to, you know, focus on saving up money and uh, really getting into an investing mindset for the long term, building, you know, generational wealth, which is what Stock Dads is all about, right? So right now I have over $170,000 invested across various accounts. And I'm really looking forward to sharing what I know about the markets and specific stocks that we've done really well in the Discord and stocks we're looking forward to as well. Yeah. Chris's approach is, like he mentioned, a medium to long-term approach. So it's a very sustainable way of investing. And he really takes the fundamental analysis side into strong account. And one of the things that he does for us in the Discord is we call it Fundamental Fridays. So, you know, every week on Friday, Chris Live shares his screen with our premium subscribers. He walks through any of the stocks that we want to take a look at. He'll review kind of the fundamental analysis of the financials. He'll look at the balance sheet. He'll look at the earnings per share, the growth, you know, year to year and kind of help us determine if this is a strong company that we want to be invested in or if it's one that we maybe want to either swing trade or avoid altogether. So Chris is a super, super valuable member of our community, does a ton to help us out. So basically, the format of these episodes moving forward is once a month, we want to just kind of take a real quick, you know, maybe 30-minute episode and kind of review previous month, how things have gone, any newsworthy events. We'll talk about a few of the many awesome alerts that Chris has sent out in our Discord, some of our favorites over the past month, and then we'll look forward to the coming month and kind of see what might be looking good and 
what might be coming across our alerts channels in the Discord. So I guess with that, you know, we'll kind of just jump right in and talk some news first before we get into the tickers. Chris, a lot of stuff has happened in February and the latter half of January. It's been a pretty crazy month. I guess kind of the big one that's on everyone's mind, we already did a separate episode, so I just kind of wanted to briefly get your opinion on it, but the whole Wall Street Bets saga. <laughs> uh, I know you're pretty outspoken. Yeah, open on up our, a can of worms there. <laughs> yeah, I know you're uh, pretty outspoken on our Facebook group and in the Discord exercising caution. So kind of just talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on that whole situation. Yeah, definitely. So, and this will really segue into a lot of other great topics of discussion that have developed since then. But with the original whole short squeeze with GameStop and all the Wall Street bet stocks, essentially you had a lot of people that actually did some really good research and were smart about it, discovering certain stocks that had really high short interest. So stocks that a lot of hedge funds that have borrowed shares, at some point they have to buy back shares to give those shares back. So once you have a lot of people band together and in my personal opinion, also, I think as the details become more clear, I think a lot of hedge funds also jumped on Wall Street Bet's side to help push the stock prices up and, you know, squeeze out competitors in the hedge fund space. You know, they're kind of jerks to each other as well, not just to retail investors. But, you know, you saw really, really, really crazy moves there. You know, GameStop, for example, every day it's up like 50% and whatnot. And then eventually other stocks start to join in like AMC. NAKD, Naked Brands, weird name, but that's a stock that I once upon a time owned a long time ago as well, a penny stock. And ultimately, at some point, a lot of people are going to have to decide is it still worth buying these shares at any sort of ridiculous price. You know, I think no one in their right mind, even the most bullish people would have said at $300 a share or $500 a share, GameStop was really worth it. Based on the fundamentals, at the end of the day, this is a company that has been downtrending for many, many years. And it's not just because of the short interest, but because of their business model and their struggle to adapt to the digitalization of that space. So with a lot of these companies, they had some pretty troubled business. So eventually, the fundamentals will catch up. Stock can't go up forever and ever and ever. And people are buying at every single price. So That was my main concern and why I really wanted to warn people about it. Because as you're seeing right now, right, it can go really fast from 30 to 500 and just as easily from 500 back down to something like 40 something dollars here today. So with those really high momentum, high hype type of stocks where the fundamentals are really not there, you know, declining revenue, declining income, challenges, you know, adapting their business model. Those are not really very sound medium to long-term investments. It might work out as a trade short-term, but you're carrying a ton of risk as well. So it's kind of like a gamble, right? And this segues to what's also developed since then in the market, where you're seeing a lot of activity in the MJ space with a lot of those stocks, very popular stocks like Tilray, Sundial, for instance, very popular with smaller investors because those stocks are kind of at a smaller stock price and they're kind of interesting and exciting sort of space. A lot of people, and not myself personally, not that I mind, but a lot of people are into like MJ and like all that good stuff, you know, more power to you. But as an investment, you have to really make sure that, okay, you like something, but it doesn't make sense financially. 
for you. And again, a lot of those MJ stocks are very early in the development as well. It's not totally clear how long it'll take to roll out legalization. It's going to take a while to build up manufacturing, build up the supply chain, everything that they need. And some of those companies are, again, super, super early. And lastly, right, with the whole cryptocurrency wave, you have a lot of crypto stocks that have been going up, things like Riot Blockchain, and many of those companies that have gone up 100% or 200% in a short amount of time, there's going to be some profit taking, whether it's a good company or not, at the end of the day, if it's up that huge in a short amount of time. So being an investor or a trader, you have to really be mindful of how much you're buying at a particular price, right? And what the risk is to the upside, you know, as great as things seem on an up day, again, it could go down a lot on a down day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's super important because that's not to say that you can't play those stocks. Absolutely. You know, like there, there's a lot of money to be made if you are a trader, a short term, you know, day or swing trader, but there's a ton of risk. And I think you know, what a lot of newer retail investors don't understand is that I just posted something about this on Instagram, but like by the time you hearing about these stocks and by the time they're running up 100, 200%, you've pretty much missed your opportunities to get into those without taking on much, much more risk than you should be. If you want to be sustainable in this business and you want to actually turn your account into something that lasts and you don't want to blow up your account, you have to manage your risk, right? And I think that by the time you're hearing about these stocks that are up this much, especially penny stocks, like 99 out of 100 penny stocks are going to remain penny stocks forever. You know, Definitely. you may catch the one that's like the diamond in the rough that's going to run up and go from a dollar to $150 and then it stays there, right? But 99 out of 100 times, your Zoms, your Sundials, your, you know, all those stocks, they may have great stuff coming and, Maybe it does turn into something, but most of the time, it's a ton of hype, a lot of rumors, and then when the actual news breaks and it becomes a real thing, it's usually pretty disappointing in the market. So just something for new retail investors to keep in mind because that's something to just be very weary of because at some point, there has to be the last buyer of Sundial or the last buyer of Zom. And if you're the last one buying it right before everyone decides to take all their profits, you are now looking at the bags, you know, tens of hundreds of <laughs> percentages in loss. Yeah. Heavy bags that you're going to be holding and trying to pump on our Facebook group so that people <laughs> will buy it and it's just not going to work. So something to be aware of for sure. Yeah. I'm so glad like the wall street bets thing <laughs> is dying down a little bit because Facebook was a nightmare <laughs> like the past yeah. month to moderate yeah. everything. Yeah. So thousand messages about the same like stocks, right? Yeah. Yeah. We will never censor like people's ability to talk about stuff. But like when the same post gets posted 463 times in rocket like emoji. the span of 30 minutes, yeah. <laughs> AMC, rocket emoji, GME, rocket, 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 you know, we'll redirect to a thread, keep the page organized <laughs> and stuff. But it was yeah. nice when that kind of died down a little bit. Yeah, so you're talking about GameStop and everything and how it's kind of dying business model. Another piece of news kind of on the flip side is that Tesla is now accepting Bitcoin as payment. What are your thoughts on that? Because those are both kind of emerging. They've been doing really well. So do you think that's going to change anything with either of those? 
With Bitcoin's rise, as I mentioned earlier, right, a lot of those Bitcoin or mining related companies have been going up like crazy too. I think that over time, Bitcoin has and will definitely continue to gain more well-known backing, institutional backing. I think, you know, the other day, the guy from BlackRock, one of the, you know, really, really big institutions said that they're starting to dabble into crypto and Bitcoin too. And I think that over time, there's definitely a case for a lot of companies to convert some of their balance sheet to those cryptocurrencies, those digital assets, because people do believe that they are going to retain or even appreciate in value over time because you can't just print an infinite amount of Bitcoin, right? Having said that, a lot of this is still really early stages. There's still the vast amount of companies out there don't have any Bitcoin on the balance sheet. They don't accept Bitcoin as payment for any other products. So it's a really, really long-term play, at least five or 10 years away from now. But I think that all of this is definitely helping to make sure that Bitcoin's price as an asset is more stable. You're seeing it did drop earlier this year, I believe, from 40,000 to 30,000. But it's since maintained that value and gone up well above that price. So I don't think that there is going to be another wholesale gigantic crash that we saw in 2017, 2018, where it went from, you know, 20,000 to 3,000 eventually. There's just so much more interest and it's so much more of a mature asset nowadays that it is a better investment than it was in the past. For me personally, I'm still sitting on the sidelines. I prefer to invest in companies that I can really do more analysis to understand as far as how business runs. But I think that it's definitely a viable investment for people out there. It's definitely an interesting story that it's like developing day by day at this point. Do you think that it's going to have any effect on Tesla at all? I think that right now, because it is so early, I think that still the average person, right, doesn't use Bitcoin as a method of transaction. It's more of a trading asset or a speculation. And as far as Tesla converting some of their cash to Bitcoin on their balance sheet, it's still a relatively small amount. I think it was something like a billion dollars, $1.5 billion. And Tesla is something like a $700 billion company, right? So it's still a small amount. But you know, if things start to kind of snowball and more companies adopt this and buy larger amounts, then you're talking about a bigger impact on the company overall. So that definitely remains to be seen. So you mentioned how it's becoming more of a viable investment opportunity. Speaking of viable investment opportunities, Amazon has been one of those for a very, very long time. Recently, you know, Mm -hmm. as many of our listeners probably have heard, if not, you must not have any social media or internet access at all. But Jeff Bezos... (laughs) <laughs> Even yeah. I've Jeff heard Bezos <laughs> stepped down as the CEO and moved into a new role. I think it's executive director or something like that, which is essentially the CEO's boss. I think so. <laughs> but yeah, like, does That's this right. mean anything for Amazon or is Amazon just going to keep on being Amazon? What Jeff basically did was <laughs> he gave himself a promotion. <laughs> so he is kind of more in a slightly laid back position. You know, he's not running the day-to-day operations. So as a CEO, you know, you pretty much have to do everything, keep your eye on everything, give people orders and commands all the time. He did promote Andy Jassy, who has been at the company for over 20 years and 
that guy is the man behind AWS, you know, Amazon's cloud business, and developed it from scratch to now it's like many, many billion dollars worth of market value to Amazon as a whole. And that's one of their fastest growing businesses as part of Amazon. So I think it's still a very, you know, well run company. And Jeff is still there. He's still going to be there as like, like you said, kind of like a director or guidance sort of person. And he's still focused on how Amazon can innovate. As some of our listeners may be aware of, Amazon is trying to not only focus on e-commerce and even the cloud, but they're also trying to get into other industries like healthcare and others, and also expanding to different countries. So I think that there still is a lot of growth. And past year, they've done really great growth as far as revenue and income, record levels that they haven't seen before. So I wouldn't be too concerned about Amazon if you're a shareholder. Do you think they'll ever split? I know that like uh, in the past, Jeff has talked about like having <laughs> like pride of having like yeah, super, that's right. super expensive stock. But like, you think now that he's stepping down, I've been wondering like if, <laughs> well, not stepping down or stepping into a different role. Like, I wonder if that means a split might be coming or not. I've heard that as well. You know, I've read kind of like this biography about Jeff. I refer to him first person, like as if I know the guy, <laughs> but Mr. Bezos, Mr. Bezos, but you know, Jeff Bezos is definitely a pretty prideful guy, you know, and definitely he likes having a share price in the three thousands. But I think that it's definitely a possibility. And if it does happen, I would think that there are going to be a lot of retail investors that do want to jump on that, like how you saw Tesla split its stock and Apple split its stock. As far as having any fundamental impact from splitting your shares, there isn't really. It's just kind of like a cosmetic thing, but it definitely would make things more affordable, especially if you're on a platform that maybe doesn't have fractional shares or just from a psychological standpoint. A lot of people would rather buy a $30 stock or a $300 stock as opposed to a $3,000 stock. So if it does happen, I think it would have a positive impact on the share price. Yeah, I can't imagine it splitting and people not jumping on to it, you know? Yeah. That would be like one of those golden opportunities that people yeah. think, even though, like, again, like you said, it doesn't really change anything, you know? So if like you're listening yeah. and you don't understand like how it works, like it doesn't make the stock more or less valuable inherently. What it does is it, like Chris said, it brings more people to it because they think it does. So it inherently raises the prices. But yeah. So kind of going off that, the last kind of piece of news that I have at least is the whole stimulus situation. So I'm a little ignorant on what's going on because I don't watch the news at all. But Facebook or social media (laughs) or read any books. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just ignorant, basically. I could have just (laughs) hard stopped there. (laughs) But I hear there's talk of another round and possibly enough to maybe get like half a share of Amazon or something. So, (laughs) so, I mean, what's going on there? Do you think that more stimulus is going to get passed or what do you think that's looking like? The talk in the town is that it's going to be $1,400, but this time they're probably going to put more limitations on who they're sending it to, probably a smaller range of people because we can't really afford to keep giving people 
everyone like so much money. We but, talk about man, money printers go <laughs> just keep printing it out. <laughs> well, you know, that we'll was see. a really bad noise, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need I Cardi. tried to be cool, but we, uh, we need Cardi B on here. Brat, <laughs> <Barbara. Probably. laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> Better throw something fun in there. <laughs> yeah, but as far as impact on the market, right? I do think that it will get passed just because there is definitely a need since a lot of people, you know, the lower income people and people affected by, you know, shutdowns, specific industries, people losing their jobs, there definitely is a need for it. And even if there weren't, I think overall people want to see more money in the economy so that people, you know, do spend more and we recover out of what was a really big recession last year and, you know, really jumpstart a lot of economic activity and everyone's happy with that. So the impact on the market, the stimulus out there, there should be a lot more spending and with a lot more spending that is going to benefit certain industries more than others, mm. like retail, for instance. You know, I think that the last stimulus track, even though it was only like $600 that was passed, there was very considerable bump in retail sales, that number that just came out the other day. So if you're invested in those type of companies, you could potentially see a boost. And just overall, I think that more stimulus is better than no stimulus. And I think that is part of why the market has been going up. What do you think of some of the cyclical stocks, like the cruise lines and stuff like that, with vaccine coming out and the stimulus getting passed, maybe more coming? Do you think those are going to be impacted at all in the coming months? Yes, definitely. I'm glad you asked. That's really been a kind of stock that a lot of people are talking about, cyclicals. So as business cycles go through ups and downs, right? That's where cyclical stocks come in. So with a lot of stimulus being passed and, you know, hopefully people get vaccines and eventually we'll be a lot more comfortable going outside and spending money outside doing activities like cruises and traveling, for instance. With stimulus, of course, the more money you have, right, people can actually afford to travel. And those companies would see a much better recovery than if there was no stimulus. Mm -hmm. And people are just drawing out of savings. And maybe, you know, certain people may not have a lot of savings to spend. Mm -hmm. So over the next, I want to say six to 12 months, a lot of those cyclical stocks should do very well. You know, they're coming from pretty much no revenue. In some cases, like Carnival Cruise Lines, Royal Caribbean, American Airlines, they're doing really low revenue over the past year. When things recover and get back to normal, then you're going to see that those companies are going to do pretty well in the share price as well, in my opinion. Those companies are obviously pretty severely in debt now, too. So, I mean, is that going to prolong the recovery, you think, more than many people think? Where you think that, okay, stimulus pops out and like Carnival Cruise Line is just going to be right back where it was pre-COVID. I think there should be realistic expectations that like a solid recovery doesn't necessarily mean a full recovery for years. So, Yeah, absolutely. These are not the same companies that they were 12 months ago or thereabouts, 18 months ago, because they do have all that more debt, you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions more in debt uh, in some of these companies. And even as business recovers, that income that they generate is not just, you know, oh, we're keeping all this money, you know, we're going to buy more boats, we're going to buy more ships, buy more planes and whatnot. They do have to pay back that debt. So there is going to be an effect on that. Now, 
whether there's going to be a ton of buyers and you know people try to squeeze you know those stocks like the previous highs i don't know for sure but i would say definitely the likelihood of that is very low because it's not going to be you know full recovery sunshine and rainbows mm -hmm. uh, those companies are gonna probably take years to really get back to where they were as far as a healthy balance sheet mm -hmm. so if you're going to invest in those companies i think you definitely have to be patient and understand it's not you know one and done thing with the stimulus or the vaccines you know even after that it's going to take time for those companies to recover all right, man. Well, before we jump into the stocks, you know, just a quick shameless plug, you know, if we're going to get a stimulus, might not hurt to throw a little bit of that stimulus into buying the Discord membership to learn how to turn the rest of that stimulus check into a much, much larger chunk of change. Just had to throw it in there because we got a lot of education in there to teach you what to do with that stimulus money if you want to invest it rather than just throwing it into these companies haphazardly. Speaking of the Discord, so Chris, you are a freaking machine with your alerts. Like, dude, like <laughs> I've, I've made so much money following your alerts, so much more than I was when I was trying to do my own thing because I'm essentially an idiot. So <laughs> that's why we have a team of some smart guys to help us out. You can give yourself some credit. I have called out a few nice winners in there, <laughs> but I still don't have the confidence to, to do that. I just like to follow your stuff and then, you know, learn how to do it kind of on the go, you know, make money while I'm learning, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right. So let's look at February end of January-ish in review. Uh, this is our first time doing this. Moving forward will be more, you know, month to month, but give me your three favorite, you know, alerts that you've alerted already and be very clear that these alerts were alerted in the past. So they may not mm -hmm. be at the current prices that they were when they're alerted and all that kind of stuff. So just, you know, want our listeners to know, like, just because you hear him talk about these next three stocks does not mean you should go jump in and buy them right now. It doesn't mean you shouldn't because a lot of Chris's stuff is long term investments. But just Chris, make sure you're clear on that. And then we'll talk about the stuff coming up. Yeah, sure. First stock that I'll talk about and a lot of people that know me and are in the discord know all about this and it's Perry, P-E-R-I. I like to call, you know, our investors Perry Pals. And <laughs> so that stock would <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, you know, it's all good. <laughs> I think it's adorable, honestly. <laughs> yeah. We we're a dad's Discord, so we're gonna be corny, you know. It is what it is. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, anyways, go on. Back to it. Perry. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, Perry Pals made a lot of gains. This is a stock that I alerted around twelve dollars per share in Discord a very short amount of time ago, you know a bit over a month maybe or a month or so. And since then, it went up to a high of around $25, $26. So well over 100% gain there in a short amount of time. And this I spotted early on as undervalued play. So this is a company that does digital advertising. They have a partnership with Microsoft with their search engine. They have partnerships even with like Pinterest and all the major social media platforms, connected TV. So I noticed that this company had a very, very low forward PE ratio for the industry that it's in. A lot of the advertising companies are very expensive by those metrics. Price to sales ratio, for instance, was around one. That's really, really, really low compared to some other companies that have at least a price to sales of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 even in this space. So with this, I saw early on, you know, even if it does half of what I expect or even a fraction of what I expect, it should be at least a double up. And that's certainly what happened since then. It's a company that had really great growth last year as well. 
So this is a company that I still personally own right now. I since did sell half my shares, you know, I want to make it very clear, you know, even if you are a long term investor, you have a belief in a company. For me personally, I like to take profits along the way, you know, make sure that you are securing some of those gains in case something goes wrong with your theory or in case after a big move, like 100%, right? You might want to take profits and very likely it could pull back and present another opportunity for you to buy back in. Because a lot of so, other people are going to be taking profits too. Kind of that, Yeah, that's yeah most likely. Swing it a little um, bit. So that was really good stock for us. Stock number two that did really well is FinV or FinVolution. Oh, love FinV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you this do. One, this, I'm a little bit bitter about this one because I did not get in on this one <laughs> and I'm a little upset about it, but that's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This is a another really undervalued play that I caught on. It's a Chinese fintech company. They do lending to very high credit individuals, a lot of people that need business loans things like that to jumpstart a lot of economic activity. You know, in China, things are recovering a lot faster than in the Western world. So their GDP growth is increasing a lot faster. And as people recover out of the pandemic, like we're seeing in the early stages here as well, globally, pretty much a lot of economies are going to go back to really high growth and people are going to want to spend money and capture that opportunity. So they're going to have to take a lot of loans. And interest rates right now are very low, so people will capitalize on that too. Uh, as far as why it was undervalued, pretty much three big things. So the forward PE on this company is right now even is about a four or a five. In the financial sector, PE ratios are somewhere around 10 to 15. So that's why early on, I recognize that there is potential 2x or 3x your money if you get into the stock. Just to meet that average valuation. The second thing is that the co-founder of this company was buying back shares like crazy. He owns 30% of the company and every few months he's buying tons and tons of shares. So if he's buying, you know, I'm buying too. And the third thing here is that this company pays a nice dividend, right? So at the time that I got into this company, it paid about a 3.5% dividend. So overall you have a company that is undervalued. And it's giving back a lot of value to shareholders just for holding the stock. It's not done yet either, is it? I and mean, that's one that more of a longer term thing. It made a nice, pretty hefty chunk of change already. But what are your thoughts on that one moving forward? So again, I alerted that around $3.60. It reached a high of around $8. And so again, 100% gain, really, really great in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. I personally took some profits off the table still keeping some shares just to see if it does continue to rise and meet that higher valuation that I do think it deserves. Mm. However, you know, because it is a penny stock, right? You do want to exercise some caution even after it's gone up so much and there is the potential that it could go higher. You always want to take some profits along the way just to be safe. Right. And you know, if you did get in early, you sell half your shares at hundred percent gain, you pretty much have free shares. Cool your last favorite from the last month? I'm going to give a shout out to now a bigger stock, right? That I've talked about before and a lot of people love and that is C Limited, right? So SE. Is, I knew it. I knew, yeah, I knew like, it. We can probably I, I just to, you know, bake I, that one into the conversation. <laughs> like everybody knows that's already going to be there. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, for those of you that don't know, right, SE is a company that dabbles in a lot of high growth areas in Southeast Asia. They do gaming, they do e-commerce, and they do digital payments. So it's a company that is a lot like an Amazon and Activision and Square all rolled into one. So a lot of great, interesting things are happening there. And because it does operate in Southeast Asia, across the board, you know, Malaysia, Singapore, a lot of high growth places, a lot of areas where people are becoming more exposed to, you know, the internet economy, you're seeing expectations for that region growing two to three times in e-commerce. So they're at pretty much the center or the epicenter of a lot of good things happening there. And that company over the past year has grown about 100% in terms of revenue. And I think over time, you know, they're really following kind of like the Amazon business model where they're really focused on how to attract more customers and build up that revenue over time. And then the income will follow suit. So that stock is one that I do alert often. I do a lot of updates on it. And over the past month or so, it's gone from around, I think, a low of maybe 210 to a high of 280. So even if you're in a larger stock, right? C Limited is around over $100 billion in market cap. It's a lot different than the other two stocks I mentioned, but you can still get really, really good gains and it could still be a really, really great long-term potential stock. So mm. in the Discord, definitely you're going to get a nice wide variety of different stocks that you can invest in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you told us about that one for the first time on our first ever podcast interview with you. You've been in that one for a long, long time. And if you look at the chart on C Limited, it looks like just like a natural hedge to any loss because it just like doesn't go down. <laughs> like, like it just it, always goes up. If like half your accounts in C Limited don't, I'm just being facetious. Here, but if half your accounts in C limited and the other half just plummets, you're probably going to break even. So no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I personally have 20% of my account in that company and it's my biggest position. And, you know, like you said, it's really consistent, you know, almost it, hence my name in the discord, right? Mr. Consistency, <laughs> I go by. Yep. So, you know, that just yeah. is something that adds to it. I'm not going to have you go into these, but some other really big gainers that you've called out, Futu. FUTU, FUTU Holdings. That one's you called out at 4025, I believe. And it's currently at like 170 something. Something it's crazy. Yeah. So some other really, really good ones that you've called out in the Discord. So props to you, man. We got a lot more where that came from for those of you who yeah, have not been it. in. Everybody that's in the Discord knows why we're singing his praises. So let's move on. Mike, do you have anything else to add to that? No, I don't think so. But I mean, we talked about what we did over the past month, where do you think things are kind of headed? Like, what are some of the plays or sectors you kind of have your eye on that you think will be good moves coming up in the future? It has been a really, really great month for the markets in general. Personally, I was up like 11 days in a row until yesterday, February 17th. So I think that I do want to be a bit more cautious going forward. I think that there could be you know, more ebbs and flows and ups and downs to come in the market. Can't be up every day, right? Or we'd be billionaires in a year or two. So <laughs> I do want to look for stocks that have a good long-term potential and they are undervalued right now, in my opinion. So just to give a couple of them out there, GIK, for instance, is a company that I really do believe in in the EV sector. 
it is only about $15 per share. And they do have an agreement to merge with Lightning eMotors. This is a company that is a market share leader in a lot of different vehicles out there. Um, you know, they're not in the passenger side of things. They're not competing with the likes of Tesla, for instance, or NEO, but they're, uh, in more of the mid range sort of vehicles, business to business deals with Amazon and a lot of other great companies. So $15 per share. I think there is a lot of upside potential. Another one that I'll throw out is MP, for instance. So MP materials, they are a company pretty much the only supplier in the Western hemisphere for those materials that are used to make magnets that then in turn go into parts for EVs, for wind turbines. So it's very much closely tied to renewable energy, which is obviously a very hot space right now. That stock has gone up a lot too. You know, we've also alerted that in Discord around $30. Right now it's $43 per share. And I think there's still a lot of upside potential because this is a company that is, again, the only U.S. supplier. And right now, the administration is really pressing the U.S. to focus on developing its own supply chain. So there could be potential more government investment into this company to build out its facility and make sure that this part of our supply chain is strong and we don't have to rely solely on China. And even today, as of today's recording, they are developing an executive order to really focus on this. And so this stock could definitely get a lot more attention and a lot more business too. Mm -hmm. And their plans to grow and accelerate could only be faster because of this administration. And the last stock that I'll talk about is Fuse. So I think that Fuse is really interesting. It's a SPAC that is going to merge with a company called Money Lion. And the fintech space is also very hot right now. I think it is very undervalued. You know, this is a stock that's only around $11, $12 per share. And they have growth over the past year of around 200%. Over the next several years, that growth rate is going to be around 77% and at really low valuation compared to its peers. So I think that the risk reward here is really much in your favor. You know, most SPACs start at $10 per share. You're only buying at $11, $12 per share. So about 10, 20% higher for essentially an IPO of a really exciting financial technology company. They're in lending, they're in banking, they're in credit building, a lot of great, exciting things. And they're even developing a cryptocurrency platform, you know, to throw back to our earlier conversation. So a lot of exciting things going on there. Yeah, these are awesome. They all sound super exciting to me. I just want to Thank you again for sharing your knowledge, especially just all the time and you know efforts and attention that you spend in the Discord to help our subscribers not only follow your alerts. We just talked about like five or six alerts, three or four, whatever, at the beginning that have already gone like a hundred percent. You know, what I mean, like more that could go that way, and that's just like a fraction of what you've offered. You know, as far as alerts go, and and if you think these alerts sound good, guys, you should see the education that goes behind everything in our Discord. I mean, I don't even want to call us like an alerts Discord because I think that they're really secondary to what we do, which is teaching anybody that wants to join the Discord to just learn how to do this stuff sustainably, responsibly, how to manage the risk. We do the Fundamental Fridays with Chris, so where it's a live training session where you can literally type in a chat which stock you want them to look at 
and he'll do like a full analysis right in front of you, show you how he's doing it so that you can learn how to do that stuff on your own too. On top of the fundamental analysis stuff with Chris, we also work with Mike Tedeschi, who is a wealth management advisor for Perspective Wealth Management, professional trading coach. He does Technical Tuesdays with us where he does a live training session on Tuesdays on technical analysis where he shows kind of how to read charts, how to, you know, look at price action, how to understand, you know, kind of what's happening with the stock. And then on top of that, we have a full video library. We've got an ebook library of like 350 plus books, full length trading books in there and just so much more value. We're doing like a stock dad's date night, guys. We're going to have like a professional chef do a, a live cooking class via Zoom with us. Like we're building friendships, we're educating ourselves and we're making a lot of money while we do it. I know this sounds like a shameless plug because it is, but I really truly believe in what we're doing. And I know for a fact, I guess I can't say I've not been in every Discord in the world, but I've been in a lot of Discords and I know that none of them are doing what we're doing, guys. So maybe give us a shot. Maybe jump in and kind of, you know, see what's going on, test it out for a month. And maybe you follow some of these alerts from Chris and our other play callers on stocks, options, crypto. We even have a Forex caller. I mean, like we got stuff in there for everybody. And then on top of all the alerts, like we'll teach you how to do this stuff on your own so you don't have to rely on alerts forever. So. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for the gains in my account, because <laughs> a lot of them, while I'm learning all this stuff, have come from you and your alerts and all that kind of stuff. So, Mike, what do you got to add? I think you captured pretty much everything. I enjoy our Discord. So. <laughs> the last thing, you know, the There's last my plug. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> the last thing that I want to talk about really quickly is just for those of you who don't know what we offer, like for our all-star and our hall of fame plans, which is our three month and our annual plans. We talk about doing this stuff seriously and sustainably and like actually capturing like financial wellness and building generational wealth. We put our money where our mouth is. Like we have literally invested in a fiduciary perspective wealth planning that does financial planning and retirement planning for our guests. So like you sign up, you meet with them, you give them all your like goals and your, you know, financial situation and they understand what situation you're in. And then they give you like a full like 60, 70 page analysis on how you can retire when you want to and how you can meet those goals that you have and stuff. This is legitimate stuff. These are smart vester pro financial advisors. Like these are not me and Mike. Me and Mike are literally, we know you guys know us as idiots because it's kind of the way that we've talked about it. <laughs> yeah. But like we've invested in a team of amazing people. Like we are not the ones sharing this knowledge. You can hang out in there and talk to us and stuff, but it, nobody jumps on the calls that I type out in the, in the Discord. <laughs> Because there are much smarter and better people in the Discord that are really helping not just our members, but me and Mike too. So, I mean, we believe in this because it's like it's working for us. So, with that said, we're going to jump off here. These are short, sweet. This one ended up being a little bit longer, but that's just because it's the first one ever and we had to kind of explain it more. But thank you, Chris, for everything. We'll catch you guys next month with another episode just like this one. Hope you liked it. Let us know. Join our Facebook Join the Discord, stockdadsofficial.com slash plans. And follow us on Instagram, too. See you guys next time. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Stocks and Sandals, a podcast by Stock Dads for Stock Dads. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes and join our Stock Dads community on Facebook and Instagram. But most importantly, don't touch the thermostat.